This is Steve Schiffman, and I want to welcome you to our podcast today. It's going to be an interesting discussion because what I'm going to talk about today is how we are all selling a commodity and how can we separate ourselves from everybody else who does basically the same thing. I want you to think about this for a second. How many other people in the world sell some product that's similar to yours? I don't care what it is, whether it's copiers or paper or gold. It's the same thing. Everybody's selling the same thing. In fact, you're up against the competitor. The number one competition is the status quo. In other words, somebody has to have tools in order to do their job. Those tools are basically what you sell. So when you think about it, when you're meeting with someone, you know already that they have something. They have a vendor who's delivering their products. So what is it that you really have to know? Well, we're going to discuss that today. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to see if we can't come up with an answer that's going to make you different. You see, sales, you have to be remembered. That's what it's all about. You have to be memorable. It's not the product. The product doesn't really sell. In fact, it's pretty bland. It's you that sell by asking the right questions. The the key to selling is asking people what they do, how they do it, when they do it, where they do it, who they do it with, why they're doing it that way. And our job is simply to help them do it better. That's it. Sounds so simple, doesn't it? If you can help somebody do what they do better, you're going to make a sale. But if you're doing the same thing as everybody else does and say, well, what pain are you having or problems you're having, you're going to get a no answer. Because they're not having any pain. They're not in pain. They're not having problems. They've got solutions already. They've got the product. You know, I'll give you an example. Every year, around the end of the year, my bank officer or the, the officer who wants my business comes to see me. Then he sits down with me and he says, Steve, you know, we like your business. Is there anything your bank hasn't done for you this year? I can't answer that because I know what they've done, but I don't know what they haven't done. It's an impossible answer for me. I don't know what to say. Every year I give them the same answer. Well, I don't know. You know, it's okay for me. But this year something happened. I did not get my calendar. I did not get a calendar from my bank. And I said that to him. I didn't get a calendar this year. Oh, he said, don't worry. I'm going to take care of that. And he literally got up and went out and bought a calendar. No, no, that's ridiculous. What he should have asked me in the last seven years that he's been over, he should have asked me, why did you go to that bank in the first place? How did you become a customer of that bank? And the truth of the matter is, They were in the building when I started my business 40 years ago. I went downstairs and said I needed an account. And the the office manager of that branch came out and said to me, listen, Steve, you take care of your business and we'll take care of you. In other words, don't worry about the account. Just do what you got to do. Make it work. And he did. He protected me. If there was a little overdraft, they handled it. And they did it for years. They handled it. So, of course, I'm loyal to them. I'm going to be loyal to them because they did help me do what I needed to do. And that's what I'm talking about. Well, can you find examples in what you're selling? 
Can you find examples of how you've helped people do what they do better? Can you find examples of how you're asking people about what they do? Or are you making assumptions because you've been selling so long, you think they know it? That is, you know it. They think they know it, you know it, and you don't even ask a question. I know representatives who have been selling for 30 years, and they go in and see somebody, and they say, well, you know, the same old stuff. Well, yes, it is. But you as a salesperson have to find ways of making the same old stuff interesting. You have to separate yourself out. You have to be different than the other guy. Now, I'm not saying wear a funny little hat. That would be ridiculous. I'm not saying do something stupid. That would be ridiculous. But I'm saying is, what are you going to say? Well, here's the answer. The answer is that you're going to help that person accomplish their goals, which means you have to understand their goals. If you did a triangle, I could show you this. If you did a triangle, the bottom level of the triangle, the weakest part, interesting enough, is when you're a commodity. When people see you simply as a price, you're weak there in terms of losing accounts. Well, when you move up that ladder and you become more sophisticated and you become more valuable, when you start to share the vision of the company that you're working with, all of a sudden you become interesting to them. You become valuable to them because you're part of the company, which is what you want to do. That's your objective. Your objective is to become part of the person or the company that you're working with. You don't want to be the last person they call. You want to be the first person they call. But here's a mistake that you make. And I see this at every place. I've been in 43 different countries lecturing. And inevitably, I say to people, and by the way, it doesn't matter where it is. It could be Malaysia, it could be China, it could be Latin America, it's the same thing. I'll say to them, what separates you, representative, from every other representative? And they all say the same thing, and they do the same motion. They take out their business card, and they say, see, this is what I do, Steve. I write on the back of my business card my personal cell number. And I tell them, if there's any problem, any concern, call me first. Don't call the company, call me first. I will personally take care of it no matter what day of the week, no matter whether it's a holiday, it doesn't matter. I'm going to take care of it. They all say the same thing. And then I go to the other company that does the same thing, and they say the same thing. Everybody's saying the same thing. You have to find something different. You can't answer it the same way, because by doing that, you're simply playing into the role of a commodity salesperson, which we are. Everything's a commodity, but you have to separate yourself out. You have to find the one thing, the niche that you play, or all you're going to get is your share of the business. I'm not debating that. You will get business. If you see enough people in any given day, any given week, any given month, any given year, you will end up making sales. I promise you that. I could have you selling tomorrow if you'll go on the street corner and simply say, do you want to buy something? But that's not how we want to sell. In sales, there are basically four steps. 
That's how I look at it. Let's go backwards. You want somebody to buy from you. So that's the end of the process. But why should they buy? Well, think this way. The number one competitor that you face is the status quo. What they're doing now. And a lot of times they don't do anything when you leave. They just continue doing what they were doing. So the status quo is the number one competitor that you face. Well, if the status quo is the number one competitor that you face, then you become an agent of change. Listen carefully. You become an agent of change. You've got to get people to change what they're doing. That's why sales is so difficult. Sales is difficult because you are trying to get somebody to change what they're doing. If it was simply that they weren't doing anything, it's different. But they are doing something, and that works for them. So you are an agent of change. You have to be able to explain how what you're offering is going to help them do what they do better. So when does that leave you? Well, that leaves you making a recommendation. That is, you have to make a recommendation to the person that you're talking about of how you can help them do what they do better. Now, notice I haven't used the word proposal or presentation, just a recommendation. You have to use do a recommendation. Eventually, you're going to have to do a recommendation. But the recommendation comes from the initial step that is getting the information that you need meeting the person and understand what they do, how they do it, when they do it, where they do it, who they do it with, why they're doing it that way, and helping them do it better. So you have to show that. But now I'm going to give you something that will really help you. 85% closing ratio if you follow what I'm going to tell you. Most salespeople have a meeting. They meet with somebody. And the objective of the first step, that is the first meeting, is to get to the second step. Well, they get to the second step. I'll come back with a proposal. Don't do that. What I say instead is, Mr. Prospect or Miss Prospect, I've got an idea. Let me do this. Let me go back to the office and think this through and come back next week. Notice I just set the appointment. Come back next week. And what I want to show you is my thinking. I want to show you what it is that I think we can do together. Oh, and I come back with one piece of paper. And on it is a list of the objectives that I heard from them and a list of the objectives that I think I can accomplish for them. Now, what do you think happens when I bring that piece of paper back? And I lay it down on their desk. Sometimes I laminate it. Sometimes I don't. But I lay it down on their desk. Well, they want to see what I wrote, don't they? And they agree or disagree. Now, the beauty of selling is you don't have to be right every time. You just need to be righted. That is corrected. You just need for them to say, no, you know, that's, that's wrong. This is the right answer. This is what I'm looking for. Then you know what to expect. It's like pricing. Everybody goes, well, you know, that's too expensive. If you would be quiet, they'll tell you what the expense should be. But we don't do that. So you're quiet when you're going through. Here's what I learned about you. This is what I think we can do based upon that. What do you think? Just stop. And let the person think that through. Let them say to you, 
this makes sense. Let them say to you, this doesn't make sense. Let them say to you, you know, here's a better idea. Their ideas are valid. In fact, we did a study with customers that asked, asked them basically, what do you want? You know what they wanted? They wanted the respect from salespeople. They wanted salespeople to respect them. That is, care about what they had to say. So when you get done with this, what I call verification step, you're leading into the close, aren't you? In fact, you've got an 85 to 90% chance of closing at that point. You might not come back to close. You might actually close it right there. But the point is, you're using the information that you got from them to develop this. And they now are part of the process. See, that's the key. The key in selling is involving the prospect in the process. If all you're doing is selling against a wall, you have no chance to make a sale. Believe me, the wall isn't going to buy from you. But the person might, if you understand where they are. But too many people go in and they say, what problems are you having? What pain are you having? No, don't do that. Once you do that, you become like everybody else. And you're speaking a 1970, 1960 language, which is the last thing that you want to do now. Important. The definition of selling is helping people do what they do better. But that means you've got to understand it. Years ago, I dealt with IBM. And I said to the rep at IBM, I said, you guys try to find problems and come up with solutions. Oh, yeah, that's what we do, he said to me. I said, suppose there isn't a problem. Suppose everything's good. He said, well, we invent the problem. Literally, that's what he said. And notice, by the way, what's left. IBM training, HP training, Kodak, it all disappeared. Because it wasn't solid. It wasn't built on strength. You've got to accept that no one needs you. No one wakes up in the morning and says, oh, I got to talk to Joe. Doesn't happen. They don't know you. That's why when you cold call somebody, they don't go, oh, I'm so glad you called. They don't say that. When was the last time you cold called somebody and they say, oh, my God, I was thinking about you just now. Doesn't happen. Why does it happen? Because they're not thinking about you. Because they don't know about you. Your job is to introduce yourself to them and have a realistic conversation with them. Sales is just a process of a conversation, extended conversation. But let me just insert one thing, because I think sometimes we forget just selling. When you're done with your presentation, with your discussion, with your recommendation, stop talking. Stop talking. Let them speak. I have seen so many salespeople in the last 35, 40 years, 500,000 reps that I've worked with, not shut up. Know when to be quiet. Know when to let the other person reflect on what you've just said, but you have to ask for the order in order for that to happen. You've got to say something. You've got to call for action. You have to say something. 
Well, why should they buy? Why would anybody buy if you don't ask for the sale? So you've got to ask for a sale. But you've got to know the timing and understand timing. Selling is also timing. Remember, the longer the sale takes out of its normal sales cycle, the less likely it is to happen. So what's your sales cycle? Do you know it? And I don't say to me, well, it's about, no, you should know it. You should know your sales cycle. Is it two months, three months, four months? Because right now you're dealing three months out. It's like chess or checkers. You have to project yourself out into the other world. You're not dealing with today. Today is over. As a salesperson, today is over the moment you walked out the door. You've got to project yourself out and your prospecting system. And I'm not talking about a CRM system. I hate that. I'm talking about just pure prospecting and managing prospects. Must be simple and to the point. It must give you an illustration, a picture of exactly what you have and when it's going to happen. If you know that your sale is four months from today, anything you start today is going to happen in four months. Average. Yes, you're going to tell me, well, that always doesn't happen. Well, it does enough that you can say it. And you know, if you understand your ratio, that every time you make a sale, you might lose three or four. Follow that. Let's say you have a one in five sale ratio. That means every time you make a sale, one drops out, two drops out, three drops out, four drops out. You made the one sale, four are going to go away. Unfortunately, you don't know which ones are, but they will go away. And so you start to prospect for one additional, one additional prospect. But that's not it. You need four or five additional prospects. I like to see salespeople maintain a base of five new prospects every single week. New. Not customers, not going back to the same people. Part of the problem is with some salespeople, salespeople are very experienced as they use their book of business. They go back to the same people all the time and don't understand why they're not getting new business. I'll give you a quick story before I wrap up. One of my favorite stories. It's a customer of mine. Good customer. I've been with them six years. And they go every year to three or four conventions in Vegas. And they invite all their customers to this huge gala party that they have in Vegas. It's huge. They tell me they get 500 customers at that particular party. And I said to them, so what? And they went, whoa. I said, so what? How many new people come to the party? How many new people do you invite? How many new people do you get a chance to talk to? Well, we've got 500. No, no, no. How many new people do you talk to? When you go to a convention, when you stand in front of that booth, how many new people do you talk to? Or do you say to everybody, oh, it's great to see you again. And the word again is the one that you don't want to hear. If I see you 44 times again, I don't want to know. 
because all I'm doing is seeing the same person about the same product, about the same sale, and they're already my customer. I want to see somebody new, somebody different, somebody I haven't met before. But you don't want to prospect that way. We need to prospect on a regular basis. Every single day, you need to prospect. You need to get in front of new people in order to make new sales. You cannot count on the same people all the time because they will eventually drop. Anyway, this is Steve Schiffman. I hope you have a great day today. I hope you prospect and you bring in sales. I hope your week, your month, your year has been successful. Thanks for joining me.